This is Dak Prescott, and you're listening to Faith on the Field Show. Welcome to Faith on the Field Show, presented by International Justice Mission. I'm Rob Motti. I'm going solo this week without my beautiful wife, Remy. It is so great to be with you on all of our radio affiliates across the country. We had exciting news last week where we joined two new stations, the Sports Authority in Delaware and in Maryland. And this week, we've added another new station, Fox Sports Abilene. So we're excited to be in the great state of Texas. So happy if you're listening to us for the first time, check us out on all of our social media platforms, faithonthefieldshow.com. We've got so many exciting, wonderful things happening with Faith on the Field, and we'd love to have you be part of it. If you're a radio programmer, a program director, and you want to bring Faith on the Field to your station's lineup, let us know. We've had, just look at the Past guests we've had in the, in the last few weeks, Aaron Donald, Tim Tebow, we've had Russell Wilson, we've had Deion Sanders, Hall of Famers in all sports, Clayton Kershaw, Adam Wainwright, Trevor Story. It's been an incredible five-plus years of faith on a field show. And two special guests coming up, including one of the greatest quarterbacks in NFL history, Drew Brees, is here, and my friend, Crystal Parker. She is the president of of the U.S. and Central Florida Christian Chambers of Commerce. She's a best-selling author, the principal consultant at Intent and Impact, and just an all-around, kingdom-minded, wonderful person. So Crystal will be joining us in a minute. I, I just have one, something that was on my heart this week, a Bible verse that just kept speaking to me, and it's from 1 Samuel 16. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. For whatever reason, this week, it it was just pulling me, this verse, thinking about how how much time we spend on on physical appearance, and there's nothing wrong with that. For me, I I went to the gym one day this week more for mental than physical because I I needed it. But we, we should put as much into our mental health physical health and spiritual health all together and and look past outward appearances though of others when we're looking at others it's it's all it's about the character a person's character who they are inside not how this how that and i know in in this world it's difficult but i was just thinking about that the lord he knows our heart and that's what he cares about most of all he looks at our heart how genuine we are how sincere we are so I just wanted to share that. And and now let's bring on Crystal Parker. Crystal, it's so great to have you on this show. And I know you have an exciting event coming up next week in Orlando. But before we get into that, with everything that you do, you're an author, you're a leader, you're a president of all of these different uh, entities. Tell me, what does kingdom leadership mean to you? Kingdom leadership to me, Rob, is really the foundation of leadership in the marketplace Um, And even on the field, I think that uh, when people take the biblical principles that we're taught in the Bible about serving others and putting others and almost like, I mean, when I think about Jesus, he was the greatest leader of all times. I mean, truly the greatest leader to ever um, walk on this earth. And he showed us so much. He showed us patience. He showed us also toughness. I mean, I think that's important is, is when people hold others accountable. And Jesus did that. You know, he showed grace and that's kingdom leadership uh, in the finest. So 
we have such a great example of leadership. And what we see in companies actually is that when they have a cultural of a culture of kingdom leadership and kingdom leaders at the helm, they outperform their peer organizations. And they see that in Fortune 500 companies all the time. I love how you just mentioned servant uh, leadership. Because coming up on this episode, Drew Brees talks about philanthropy being his philanthropy being guided by his faith. And uh, in the business world, in that community, when, as you said, we have Jesus as the greatest example, how do you kind of encourage, inspire, uh, talk to different leaders about the servant heart, servant attitude that Jesus had so they in turn can pass that along to their employees? One of the things that, I mean, we model this even in the Christian chamber is serve, don't sell. Um, You know, we've all been to events uh, where people, you can just tell their intention is, what are you going to do for me? What are you going to give me? And when people have that heart and they do business like that, or they even lead like that, um, you'll find a leader will never be able to get off of the first level of leadership. The first level of leadership is people follow you because they have to. Then they follow you because you're a great at what you do, great at your sport, great at your business. Um, and then you move up that leadership scale. But if it's all about you all the time and what are you going to do for me, you are going to really struggle with being a great leader, even in doing business. And so at the Christian Chamber, we believe serve, don't sell. And hundreds and thousands, if not millions of dollars are exchanged within the Christian Chamber because people are there just to serve one another. Well, you know, I I love how you said that, because I'm going to say this about you, Crystal, when we first met and first connected, um, you have been all about, let me connect you to this person, that person, that person, and it was never do anything for you. And and I'm in an industry where people are always reaching out to me for my time. They're reaching out to me. Hey, do you know this athlete? Do you have these connections? Do you have tickets here? Do you have this? You've never asked for anything. All you've ever done is tried to connect me to this person, that person. And I so appreciate that about you. So this isn't just you talking about it. You're living it out and and you're living it out. And I, I, I can really testify to that. And, and it, it's such a, it's a, such a wonderful thing. You, I've heard you talk about business being your sport. Describe that for me. Well, you know, it's like anything. I, and I think your, your athletes that are tuning in here uh, will understand this to be the best. You've got to put the time in and put the work in and really eat, sleep and breathe what you love. And business has always been something that I've loved to do. I was a college dropout. And I started my corporate career stocking shelves in a truck parts store in Southwest Kansas. And that's really where I got a chance to cut my teeth in business and and became the youngest executive in a Fortune 200 company. And it's not because there was not blood, sweat and tears and sacrifice along the way. But I think if anybody wants to be good at anything, marriage, if you want a great marriage, it takes work. If you want to be good in your craft, you've got to hone that craft, read the books, put the time in. And uh, really, I say business is my sport because I love what I do, but I put the work in for it. Well, coming up this week in Orlando is an incredible event. It is the U.S. Christian Business Expo and National Conference, October 13 and 14. Tell me a little bit about it, what you have uh, on this schedule. I know Coach Lou Holtz is going to be there, and he's among the speakers as well. It's going to be an incredible event. It's a national conference. 
It's our second annual. We've got 37 exhibitors, and I know it's kind of an odd number, but we stuffed as many as we could fit in there. Uh, we want to really put a spotlight on Christian business, but the the bigger aspect of this is we want to create kingdom commerce. We want to teach people how to dedicate their business to the Lord and to utilize their business, no matter what it is, to serving God, to reaching people for the kingdom. The marketplace is an incredible opportunity for people to show Christ and to show the love of Christ. There's so many lost and broken people there that are searching. And just to see somebody living or walking the talk and and living the values of, of uh, Christ we have such an opportunity to be disciples in the marketplace. And so it's about reinforcing that. It's about connecting people from all over the nation to strengthen kingdom commerce, to strengthen kingdom leaders and kingdom business. And we do, we've got Coach Holtz. Uh, he's going to be talking about legacy and the importance of that. I think so many times people start their career out and trying to amass a big house, a big car. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. Um, my grandma said it best. She said, the first half of my life, Crystal, I spent gathering things. And the last half of my life, I spent giving them away. And who better to hear about legacy than Coach Holtz? Because he lives that so much. And for him, it's not just about the win. It's about what are you going to do with that win? And how are you going to make a difference in people's lives? And when we have business leaders from across the nation operating their business in that aspect, imagine the way that we're going to change the world and how the world conducts business. Amen. Marketplace ministry is how this show even began and exists now almost six years later. So uh, I'm all about that. Crystal, last thing is how can anyone get involved? If there's, are there tickets? Can they still go? Can they reach out? Are there donations? What can they do? We still have some tickets available. It is October the 13th and 14th in Orlando, Florida. And you can just go on our website, uschristianchamber.com, and you'll find out everything you need from there. You can get a hold of us, uschristianchamber.com. Crystal, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. I look forward to hopefully being there. I don't know what my travel schedule is going to be yet, but I, I, I'm looking forward to it, and I'm very excited. And thank you for sharing a little bit about it. Thanks for having me, and I'll look forward to seeing you next week. That was Crystal Parker, president of the U.S. and Central Florida Christian Chambers of Commerce. Up next, you'll hear from Drew Brees. You're listening to Faith on a Field Show, presented by International Justice Mission. Today, over 40 million people are being forced into trafficking and slavery. One in four are children. We cannot allow them to suffer in silence. We need you. We need everybody. Go to IJM.org backslash take action. Get information. Understand how you can be involved. Because of the work that you are committing to do, they will be free. Hi, this is Remy Mahdi, co-host of Faith on a Field Show. I am so excited to be a part of an amazing team at Weikert Realtors Exclusive Properties in Tampa and the surrounding areas. Real estate has been a passion of mine for several years. I love beautiful homes. I love beach homes. I love new homes. I just love helping you buy your dream home or sell the one you're in. So if you are already in this beautiful sunshine state or if you want to move to fabulous Florida, I'm your girl. Call me at 717-503-4924. 
or email me at remymadi at gmail.com. That's R-E-M-Y-M-A-A-D-D-I at gmail.com. With 33 convenient locations, Heritage's Dairy Stores desires to be your deli of choice. Heritage's full-service delis offer great-tasting products for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. The Harry Egg Breakfast Sandwich, made with two farm-fresh eggs, cheese, choice meat on a fresh Kaiser roll, makes morning simple. Heritage's famous subs are built on freshly baked Lysio rolls and feature Dietz & Watson premium meats and cheeses, freshly sliced anytime. Making lunches at home? Try one of our lunchbox specials, which are sure to please. Heritage's Dairy Stores, our family, your hometown deli. This is Derek Henry, and you listen to Faith on the Field Show. Welcome back to Faith on the Field Show, presented by International Justice Mission. I'm Rob Motti. If you're listening to us for the first time, as I mentioned earlier, go to faithonthefieldshow.com. Find every episode since we launched in April of 2017. We've had an awesome lineup of guests. You can listen anytime at your convenience on any of the podcast platforms. You'll hear full interviews on there. Be sure also to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Faith on the Field and tell a friend or two or a million about the show. I do want to thank our wonderful, amazing sponsors. Please check them out on our website, International Justice Mission. They're doing tremendous work and Heritage's Dairy Stores. If you would like to be a sponsor for our show and help our ministry grow, please reach out to us at team at faithonafieldshow.com. We have various packages that we can cater specifically to fit your needs. Our goal is to be on a sports radio station in every state, and we're growing. And just to, I said it at the top, Delaware, Maryland, and Texas this week. We continue to grow. But if you don't have a business to advertise on and want to help us continue to grow, help the ministry, we do have a donate button on our page on faithonafieldshow.com. Our guest this week, Drew Brees, was a 13-time Pro Bowl pick quarterback in 20 seasons with the Chargers and the Saints. He led New Orleans to a Super Bowl victory. He was MVP of that game. Here is my conversation with Drew Brees. Drew, you didn't play football last year, but you worked around it, right, in Sunday night football, part of the telecast. How was it for you handling that transition from being on the field for so many years to being on the other side? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, It was certainly an adjustment. Um, especially when you look at, you know, the, the amount of stuff that I, I had a chance to be exposed to um, in a short amount of time. And it was kind of bouncing back and forth between, you know, broadcasting college games. I, I did all the Notre Dame home, home games with Mike Tirico. Um, and then I was able to do two NFL games, um, one on Thanksgiving and then one in the playoffs um, that were spread out quite a bit, um, but did a couple of preseason games. So obviously did all the Sunday night, Football Night in America uh, studio work, you know, prior to Sunday Night Football. I'm out of the studio in Connecticut and then uh, had a chance to be a part of that five-hour pregame Super Bowl broadcast um, in L.A. So, and then did sideline work during the playoffs, right? So, I mean, really, that's like five different elements of, I guess, the the media transition, uh, you know, both broadcasting, field, in-studio, and then a a big Super Bowl pregame broadcast. So, Definitely got exposed to a lot in a short amount of time. It was kind of bouncing back and forth, you know, definitely different skill sets and using different muscles. I learned a ton. Um, I think the group at NBC is absolutely first class and the best in the business. And being able to uh, have a chance to work with guys like Mike Tirico and Tony Dungy and um, Maria Taylor and, and, and that group on a daily basis was just awesome. 
So I really, really enjoyed that and, and valued that time. I think at the end of the day, for me, um, you know, I chose not to do that this year just because it did take up every weekend in the fall for me, which I've got four kids, age 13, 12, 10, and eight. So these are just such valuable moments and I'm coaching all the kids and they've got games on the weekends. And I just don't want to miss any, any of those moments right now. Is it something that you think, Drew, you might want to do again at some point down the road? Yeah, I think it certainly opened that door. And it, I think it gave me some really good exposure to what that, what that world is and what it takes to be really good um, in that world. And um, I definitely you know, feel like I walked away with a pretty good skill set um, if I chose to go back and do it. So certainly I'm leaving that door open. And we'll see how that plays out. Um, you know, I think the the world by which the fans consume the game is also changing. I think you see a lot of these alternative broadcasts that are taking place, um, like with Monday Night Football and then obviously Thursday Night Football with, you know, the things that Amazon's doing with Dude Perfect and others, right? I think it's, it's really kind of an interesting way to watch the game and hear the game and learn about the game. Um, I think, you know, from my perspective, being a quarterback who played 20 years in the NFL, I just watch a game totally different than probably most people. You know, it's hard to just sit back and watch it as a fan. You know, you're so analytical with everything. You put yourself in the moment at all times. And I think that's a really interesting perspective for fans to hear. Um, and I think uh, I, I look forward to to finding ways that that can be communicated in a much more in-depth way that's kind of outside the, the, the norm or what is like the typical formula for right. broadcasting a game, you know? Yeah, but like really going in depth for the fans that, you know, want to know exactly what happened. I mean, there's so many times I think where I'm watching the game and I'm listening to the broadcaster talk about a play and it sounds good, but it's not accurate. You know, mm. it's not accurate. Um, and uh, if, you know, it, it really can only come from somebody who's been in that position and played the game and knows the defensive coordinator, knows the offensive system, knows the way it should have been done. Um, so I look forward to, to finding a way to communicate that. Yeah, I think it's a, a beautiful thing the way they do it with Eli and Peyton and, and they get to be at home or one's in the studio. I know I think Peyton's at home. If you had that opportunity where you're at home, it takes away less travel, right? You're able to be around your family. Still got to put the work in, obviously, uh, but it does sound like something that uh, I, I think could work out. Drew, we saw Tom Brady retire and come back 40 days later. Did you, after stepping away, ever have thoughts like that, that, hey, may, maybe I, I want to think about it? Uh, look, I, I think when you, when you make that commitment, um, I mean, obviously it's not, it's not one of those things that you just wake up one day and say, uh, you know, I'm done. Um, you know, that's a process. And I would say the last four years of my career, um, even going back to 2017, I was truly taking it one year at a time. You know, I wanted to, for a couple of reasons, number one, I think I just, I was so grateful for the opportunity that I had to play so long. Um, and I just wanted to value, you know, each and every moment, each and every season, each and every opportunity. And you just don't know. I mean, look, you know, the, the, the body, body starts breaking down a little bit. You know, I, I had had that, that right shoulder injury back when I left San Diego, you know, dislocated my right shoulder. My shoulder was put to get back together by with 13 anchors. Right. And I was told by the doctors back then, like, you're going to have early onset arthritis. You're going to have all these things, you know? And so you being able to maintain and play number one is kind of a miracle, but like to, to do this for any length of time, at some point, it's going to be a big drop off. And, and I would definitely say that I, it became a, 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 a great struggle, you know, to, to, to be, you know, healthy enough to go out there and really perform at, at the highest level, just with the limitations that I had, you know, throwing the ball. Now I'll, I dice you up inside of 40 yards <laughs> all day long. 
but it, it became, it became harder and harder to, you know, do things down the field. Um, uh, so I knew at some point that was going to decline. Um, and so then it became a matter of, you know, what's, what's fair to the team, what's fair to me, you know, and my family as well. You know, there's, my kids are at an age where I just want to maximize every, every ounce of time I can with them. So, um, I, that's, that's when I made that decision and, I felt like, you know, kind of that 20 year mark was, <laughs> was a great one to end on. Uh, so I, I, I knew going into that last season that that would be my last. Does it surprise you to see Tom still being able to do what he's doing? Yeah. You no, know, it doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me because I know how hard he works. I know um, the commitment that he's made to being the very best and the sacrifices that come along with that. Um, uh, I mean, I, I, I feel like I have a glimpse into that. Um, and man, it takes tremendous commitment and sacrifice. And, you know, it's funny, both of us, I can recall back in 2014 saying that we could play till we were 45. And it's ironic because we were both, we both trained with the same guy, Tom house, um, who's like this, a legendary sports performance coach that kind of came from the world of baseball, but, you know, deals a lot with throwers, but it's much more than just the physical, it's the mental, emotional, um, and spiritual as well. But, um, you know, we, we look, if, if, if my arm wasn't put back together with 13 anchors, I, I played till I was 45. Um, but uh, and, and here is Tom. He's doing it right. Um, so it, it's because it takes a lot of commitment and sacrifice and not everybody can do it. Joe, what, what is Sean Payton? You see him step away a year after you did. What did he mean to your career? Oh, I mean, so much. He, he was he was the one who really wanted me, believed in me. Um, pursued me during that free agency period when I was coming off this injury. I mean, I remember like it was yesterday, my visit to new Orleans in March of 2006, when I couldn't even lift my shoulder or my elbow above my shoulder. Right. I mean, I, I was two months post-op and it, I mean, imagine the amount of faith it, it takes for a coach who's getting his first head coaching opportunity, right. To basically take a gamble on a guy who just had a shoulder you know, put back together. And, you know, there were some doctors saying I'd never come back and play again. Right. So like that was, that took a, that took a, a big leap of faith. Um, but I think we were aligned in so many ways. He allowed me uh, so much input into the offense. Uh, I'll never forget one of our first meetings where he starts drawing plays on the board and this is going to be our offense. And he's drawing plays that I was running in San Diego. <laughs> and I was confused. Cause I was like, wait, I thought you were West coast offense. I thought this was going to be different. Like what's this, you guys run these plays too? And he said, no, he said, but I've seen you run them and you run them really well. So they're going in the offense. So I'm like, wow, you're, you're building this thing around me. And I think I always felt that it was, it was, uh, there was such a, a mutual respect and, and obviously I respect him so much as a coach, but I, I felt like we were very much on the same wavelength and page when it came to just our communication and collaboration and, and him allowing me to have input into things. Drew, tell me about your role with Lowe's home team. What inspired you to be part of that work? I know you're, you've partnered with Lowe's and Lower9.org. Yeah, um, what a great organization Lower9.org um, is. And it was really great. I was actually part of a project last week with Lowe's and with Lower9 to help build a, a kind of a working living facility uh, in the Lower Ninth Ward, um, kind of a multi-level facility that uh, was going to be um, a, a food pantry. It was going to be a gathering space. There was, there was going to be a housing element. There was going to be almost like a, uh, a business slash uh, charitable incubation, you know, type program there. Um, so really, 
really a cool project. It was great to be part of it. Uh, Lowe's has made a commitment of $100 million over the next five years uh, to fund uh, these types of projects in the communities and NFL communities. A lot of NFL players are involved, guys like um, uh, Travis Kelsey, uh, Justin Herbert, Micah Parsons, among others. So really, really a cool program. And, and I've been the GM of it for the last two years and just really appreciative for, for Lowe's commitment to, to these communities. Last one for you. How much does your faith influence all your philanthropy, Drew? Uh, so much. You know, I, I grew up I grew up watching my grandfather, watching uh, others in my life constantly give to others. And it was so much based on their faith and feeling like they were stewards of God's blessings. And so I've, I had great examples and I try to emulate that every chance that I get. And I think I draw on um, the, the power of, of, of knowing that uh, I've been given this platform, you know, as an NFL player, but as somebody who has, is in a position of influence to be able to give back, not just what's been given to me, but there are so many people out there that are trying to do great things and they just need um, a little bit of help. And um, that's my commitment. And it's always been my commitment through our foundation, but even beyond that, uh, just to be able to help provide opportunities for others that might not have them otherwise and uh, that just need that little help. I appreciate your time, Drew. Thank you, man. And I wish you a ton of blessings. Thank you, Rob. You too. That's it for this week. Thank you to Drew Brees and Crystal Parker. Thank you to Doug, Pastor Scott, and everyone on our team. And thank you for listening to Faith on a Field Show presented by International Justice Mission. For Remy, I'm Rob Motti reminding you, make a difference. Be a blessing. Today, over 40 million people are being forced into trafficking and slavery. One in four are children. We cannot allow them to suffer in silence. We need you. We need everybody. Go to IJM.org backslash take action. Get information. Understand how you can be involved. Because of the work that you are committing to do, they will be free. Hi, this is Remy Mahdi, co-host of Faith on a Field Show. I am so excited to be a part of an amazing team at Weikert Realtors Exclusive Properties in Tampa and the surrounding areas. Real estate has been a passion of mine for several years. I love beautiful homes. I love beach homes. I love new homes. I just love helping you buy your dream home or sell the one you're in. So if you are already in this beautiful sunshine state or if you want to move to fabulous Florida, I'm your girl. Call me at 717-503-4924 or email me at remymadi at gmail.com. That's R-E-M-Y-M-A-A-D-D-I at gmail.com. Since 1930, the Heritage family has proudly served the communities of South Jersey. From humble roots, Heritage's dairy stores now operates 33 convenient locations. Their desire is to become your convenience store of choice, not just because of their welcoming atmosphere, but because of their fresh, quality products. Heritage's milk is still the sweetest, coffee's hot and fresh, and Heritage's full-service delis offer the best local ingredients prepared and sliced on-site, far exceeding the competition. Heritage's Dairy Stores. It's not just our name, it's our heritage. We have operations all over the world rescuing people from slavery because today there are criminals who abuse children sell girls how old is she 12 12 how much 30 yeah yeah maybe and force families into slavery criminals prey on the easiest target 
the world's poor because they expect no one to defend them. Pareho po tayong mga tao. Hindi po tayo ipagay or hayop na pwedeng gamitin lang sa pansarili. But today, there are thousands of people gathering to seek justice for those in slavery. We are a group of lawyers, counselors, activists, and supporters. We are called International Justice Mission. And together, we form the largest international anti-slavery organization in the world. But slavery won't come to an end until criminals know they can't get away with it. So we partner with local police to arrest and prosecute criminals. This sends a message to slave owners. We will not go away. We stay with the survivors until they are healed, until they are free. Each year, we rescue thousands of slaves and protect millions around the world. We are transforming how justice systems protect their citizens. To those who are still enslaved, we promise to find you. We will get you home to your families so you can have the freedom you deserve.